Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Happy social distancing, girls. My name is Caroline Hare, and I come to you from my backyard sitting out in the sun. It's a beautiful end of March day when I'm recording this. Um, I know that this has been a crazy last couple weeks, and it sounds like things are not slowing down anytime soon. I've got my fluffy puppy walking around chasing lizards in the backyard here in Destin, and I'm just enjoying some sun and some quiet time and thinking and praying about you girls um, and what you're experiencing. I know that when I'm recording this, it's the first day back at school for many of you, um, virtual school. And so I just want to say happy social distancing. Um, I know that as I was praying about what, what series to do next, really just what came to mind was the life of Jonah and how our life oftentimes takes detours. Detours are simply put um, a redirection. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the mountains in Georgia and I had gone to church that morning and then left to drive up to uh, North Georgia for a little retreat. And while I was driving, it was dark outside. I was kind of in a remote area, so um, it was pretty dark, not a ton of lights and stuff on the road. And all of a sudden, I came to a stop sign, and there was a detour sign. And it had these caution lights going on a detour around this mountain. And it made me a little bit nervous to go on the detour because I thought, oh my goodness, I'm already in uncharted territory. I don't know this land. I don't know this drive. I don't really have any directions on this other than my GPS and my car or my phone. Um, And so here I am on a detour and this detour actually took me on a roundabout path that gave me the same location where I ended up. And detours in life are uncharted territory that end up taking you back to the original destination you are intended for. Um, but they're usually a, a route that you don't know and is unexpected. And unexpected things tend to make us a little bit nervous or even scared, wondering if we will end up on the correct path. Um, and sometimes we don't have any way of knowing that until the end conclusion. But as I was thinking about this, I, I know that I posed a question on our Instagram, which if you're not following our Instagram, it's Waves Girls Conference. Um, and it's pretty simple, but I posed a question last week, just asking you girls, you know, what kind of detours have you faced in this season with the coronavirus? Um, what has been canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus in your lives? And so I had an inbox full of different messages where some of you said that you had concerts that were canceled, Lauren Daigle, whoop, whoop. Um, but Lauren Daigle concerts canceled, um, beach trips canceled for spring break. 
um, mission trips postponed. There were multiple of you girls that had mission trips that were postponed. And I just want to say props to you for um, living on mission, whether you're in the States or outside of the States doing mission work, props to you. And I pray that those trips get rescheduled uh, quickly um, and in the proper time. Uh, Some of you had surgeries that were postponed, which means that you're probably still in pain with whatever it is. Um, And I wouldn't want to be having surgery right now unless I absolutely had to. Some of you have had to move to school online. Some of you, your your school has been canceled for the rest of the semester. Um, You've had to move out of dorms and go back to your home. Uh, Some of you have had to... uh, have sports canceled. Some of you mentioned like tennis being canceled and musicals being canceled that you were practicing and rehearsing for and excited about. Maybe you needed it for your resume for college. Um, Prom being canceled. Um, Graduation being moved or postponed. Um, Haircuts even being canceled. I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, I bought some can spray stuff to Uh, color my hair in this meantime since I'm not going to get my hair done either and so I know many of you have had to cancel your haircut appointments or hair color appointments Um, but in addition to that I know I've even had to reschedule um, you know like our girls leadership our girls ministry leadership training we were we were doing on April 25th we're still doing it but we were going to do it in person and we've had to move it online but um, in the meantime, good things have birthed out of that, that we have more online trainings for you girls. So that's good. But a lot of different things have been uh, postponed, canceled, moved, or just detours that you face that these are redirections, reroutes of things that you had already originally planned. Um, and so I just want to remind you that, you know, in this season, it looks like we're all being called to change. And as we think about detours, um, it's important how we navigate change. And when we're called to change, there's a different element to it. And it seems as if in this time and season, it is being put in front of us that we are called to change even our even our rhythms of how we do life where we maybe normally go out to dinner with our family. Now we're eating at the, the kitchen table with our family. Um, our rhythms of how we spend our free time, whether it be with sports or friends, um, we're being forced to be home and with our families more. Um, even our rhythms of how we do school, we're being forced to um, focus in for a little bit and then take a break. Focus in, take a break. Maybe we will learn healthier habits, um, even in this process as we're called to change right now. And so I just am reminded of Jonah from the New Testament, I mean the Old Testament, excuse me, um, that's in the first half of the Bible. And Jonah was known as a successful prophet. Um, Successful prophets are ones that they hear from the Lord and they give words to groups of people and they receive it. Many prophets were killed because people did not like what the Lord was telling them to say. Um, But Jonah seemed to be a pretty successful prophet. Um, He heard from God, um, which is an amazing thing because how many of us desire to hear the voice of God or hear the direction from God? Um, And he was pretty settled where he was. And he basically, people think he was a wealthy man um, just by some of the things that that he was, he did in in the story of Jonah. And so just reading in the story of Jonah, I'm going to read to you out of Jonah 1. It says, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Hey, the Lord is speaking to him. And actually in the uh, original Hebrew, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. It, it actually, the original term means the instruction came to Jonah. Um, and so here's Jonah getting some instructions from the Lord. Um, 
and it says in verse two, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me. Um, you know, Nineveh was a region that was known for being, uh, man, pretty dangerous. The people there were pretty rough. Um, it's possible that even some of Jonah's family members could have been killed by people from Nineveh. So being called to go to a place um, that maybe there's history there. It would be as if the Lord called me to go to Iraq or the Lord called me to go to Iran or called me to go um, someplace where, um, where there has been enmity or there has been hatred against one city to another. Um, and so Jonah being called to go to this hard region, this hard land, um, not only because of, of the nature of those people, but he probably even had a personal level um, of dislike for these people. And so he was being called um, called to change, called to change from going a, in a place where he is currently ministering and he feels settled. Um, it can be hard to arise and go somewhere um, that is not easy, but also just it's hard to arise and go and do something different than what you're used to. Um, but these people were known for their wickedness. And so in verse three, Jonah arose and he fled to Tarshish. Okay, wait a second. God told him to go to Nineveh and here he is going to Tarshish. Um, and it says that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. Now, don't we know that there is no way that we can flee from the presence of God? Like God is is always present. Um, I think about Adam and Eve trying to hide from God in the Garden of Eden. And it wasn't possible because he was the main gardener of the Garden of Eden. And so it's the same way here. Jonah couldn't exactly get away from God here. God saw all of it. But here he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it um, to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And so he basically hops on a boat and goes to Timbuktu. He goes to the complete opposite direction of Tarshish. It would be like me saying, I'm going to go to Miami. Um, like the Lord called me to go to Miami. And I said, I was going to go to New Mexico instead. Um, completely opposite direction. And just the fact that, um, a minister of the Lord actually had the money to hop on a boat and and hire a crew to, to sail to a different city shows that he probably was wealthy. He was a, a good preacher, a good teacher, a good prophet, and people probably paid money to listen to him or sewed into him. And so here he is, and he goes completely against um, this call to change. So he was called to change, and we have a couple different options when we're called to change. Number one, when we're called to change, we can be in denial and stay put. We can say la 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 and put our fingers in our ears and pretend like we didn't hear it um, and stay put. Um, that's number one. Number two, we can run from it. We can do exactly what Jonah did and get in a boat and go the opposite direction and say, you know what? I want nothing to do with this. Or number three, we can walk out obedience and we can do exactly what God said. Now, here's the deal. When we're called to change, there are some risks involved. Um, our risks are that it's unfamiliar. It's unknown. Um, it's uncertain. We're not sure how it, he, we may be being called to change and do something that seems completely not 
like us, something that goes against our grain. Maybe it's something that we've never learned how to do before. We're being stretched. Um, Maybe it's the unknown, just like me driving down that path that I didn't know. It's just the, I don't even know where the road's going to turn. I don't know what's going to jump out in front of me. When I do this, um, I know exactly what to expect. But whenever we're called to change, a lot of times we don't know. Um, The uncertainty of the time length, even of a change process. How long is this change going to take? How long until I get back to my original destination? Um, There's fear involved. It's it's the fear of the unknown. Um, And I like to say that fear is false evidence appearing real. Um, It's we come up with these stories in our head of what could happen if we do, in fact, go along with this call to change. And so there might be a fear element there. Um, We lose our security, you know, in the same way that if you've been a tennis player your whole life and the Lord tells you or somebody asks you to change sports, you're like, man, I'm pretty secure with playing tennis. I know exactly how to do it and I have to relearn this if I go to something else man, there's a loss of that security um, that you can fall back on. There's also the fact that it impacts other people. Whenever we are called to change, um, it, it impacts other people because the people that live around us, the people we do life with, when we change, it impacts them. They might encounter us and we might be different or we might be living in a different place or doing different things and we might not even have as much in common with them or it could impact them in a good way. Um, we, we could lose the favor and grace of God if we stay where we are when we're called to change. Um, you know, if we stay too long doing what the opposite of what God has asked us to do, the favor and grace upon us to do what he's asked us to do could start to remove itself because he's asked us to do a new, a new assignment. Um, also if you're called to change and you don't change, um, you're outside of the will of God. You're not walking in what God's asked you to do. And so that is a huge risk. I don't want to be outside of the will of God for my life. Now, if you are called to change, here are some of the promises that go with that call to change. That if you do change um, or you are go on with this new call, that God is going to be with you. Um, he's going to be present with you and God will accomplish his will with or without you. Let me just remind you of that. God will accomplish his will with or without you. That's a promise. So if you're called to change and you don't change, um, he will still accomplish his will. He just may not use you. Um, you know, if you, if he's called you to change, he's going to accomplish his will through you. If you get on board with it, um, you know, miracles cannot be done without impossible circumstances. And so, um, you know, even Jonah being called to a city that was one that he did not like or care for and these wicked people, well, these wicked people were a perfect platform for God to show off a miracle that he could do a miracle work in them, that he could show up and have them turn from their wicked ways. Um, If a promise of if we're called to change and we go on with God and we do that change, Um, we can be eyewitnesses to that miracle. Not only could we be a part of it, of a part of accomplishing this greater will and plan of God, um, but we get to see these impossible circumstances and miracles happen. Eyewitness to them. Um, and, And the cool part is, even more so, is they can be done with his power and his might through you. There's this supernatural favor and blessing and grace that comes upon you when you are called to change and you step 
towards God in that. When you're not fighting him, um, you know, that's whenever that favor and grace starts to, when you, when you say, I'm not going to do what you ask God, when you run like Jonah did, that's whenever that favor and grace gets, starts to lift. But if you're stepping into it and saying, God, I'm going to go about this, even if it's scary, even if it's uncertain, even if I don't know it, I'm believing I'm going to see a miracle and I'm believing you're going to show up with supernatural power, supernatural might, supernatural strength, supernatural favor and grace and blessing. Um, and, and the cool part is, is when God calls you to change and you say, yes, you impact others. Um, when you say yes, you impact others. You, the people that live with you get to see you say yes and see the hard uncertainties. See those things as you walk through that and you trust God and it causes them to turn and give God glory too. Um, whenever you say yes, when you're called to change and navigate change, um, it impacts others that lives could be blessed. You think about Jonah as he, if he had said yes in chapter one, there would have been people in Nineveh that would have accepted God and he would have impacted a great group of wicked people for the kingdom of God. And so what does Jonah do? He chooses option three when he's called to change. Um, He had several options or he chooses, excuse me, option two, and he decides to run from it. And so in Jonah one verse four, it says, but the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea. So that ship was about to be broken up. So he not only got on a ship and ran, but there's God started to make a wind come upon that sea and a storm and the ship started to be broken up. Um, the people on the ship were afraid. Every man cried out to their own God because let's face it, they didn't believe in Yahweh, the one true God. Um, they started throwing things overboard that the ship, uh, throwing things overboard into the sea to lighten the load so that the ship wouldn't break so that water wouldn't come in. But Jonah had gone down to the lowest parts of the ship, had laid down and gone asleep. Okay. Now I think whenever you're in denial, a lot of times you take naps. You're like, mm, I don't want to, I don't want to clean out the garage. I don't want to pick up the dog poop. I'm just going to go take a nap. Um, and so he was down there hiding, taking a nap. Well, let me just tell you in verse six, the captain came to him and said to him, what do you mean sleeper arise? Call on your God. Perhaps your will, your God will consider us and that we won't die. And so he's like, get up. You're the one person that's different on this ship than normal. It must be your God that's angry. So I need you to beg your God to save us. Um, in verse seven, they all the people on the ship said to one another, come, let us cast lots that we may know uh, for whose trouble has come upon us. They're trying to to decide, play a game to decide who, who brought this trouble on them, whose God is angry at them. Um, and the lot, of course, fell on Jonah. There was truth in that. And they said to him, tell us, um, you know, why have you caused the tr- trouble? What's your occupation? Where do you come from? What's your country? What about your people? And he says, listen, I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. He's like, listen, I, 
I serve the one true God, the Yahweh, who split seas, who made the ocean, who made the dry land. And the men were afraid. And they said, why have you done this? Like, why have you put us at risk? Just like I said, whenever you're disobedient, it puts other people at risk. Um, And so the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. They even knew that he was being disobedient. Um, And so, and he even told them, listen, I've been disobedient. So, um, he says to them in verse 12, pick me up and throw me into the sea and the sea will be calm for you. For I know this great tempest is because of me. He's like, listen, just throw me overboard. I'm the reason I know that I was disobedient. So just get me off the ship and you'll all be saved. Nevertheless, the men in verse 13 do throw him overboard. Um, and, and the tempest stopped. And so they cried, um, they cried out to the Lord and they said, we pray, O oh Lord, please do not let us perish from this man's life and don't charge us with innocent blood. For you, O oh Lord, have done as it pleased you. So they picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. And the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. Isn't it cool that God can still work um, and show his glory? even in the midst of us being disobedient, that still people turn to God, even the midst, uh, even in the midst of Jonah's disobedience. And so I just want to remind you today that, again, when you're called to change and we're navigating change, even when it's hard, even when it's uncertain, be obedient to God. Don't be in denial. Don't do the opposite of what he said. You know, if you were supposed to have a surgery and it was postponed or detoured, you just say, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to stay off my leg. I'm going to let my knee rest. I'm going to do my exercises. I'm going to take my Tylenol like I should. um, And I'm going to wait until it's time for me to have that surgery. If God has... um, positioned you to a change that maybe you have to do schoolwork online. You can't be with your friends instead of pouting about it or rebelling, do it to the best of your ability in this season. If, if God has put, um, a halt on a mission trip that you've been called to, does it mean that you're not called to go there? It just means it's not in this timing. And so take this time to pray for those people. Take this time to fundraise, maybe for those ministries. Um, take this time to begin to prepare your hearts for the ministry you're going to be doing over there and re-ask the Lord, okay, God, was I really supposed to go there? Double check with him. There's nothing wrong with that. So as we're called to change and we're in this detour season, season navigating change, I just want to encourage you um, that if you're called to change, be obedient. I go back to that same phrase I've said over and over and over again in ministry. Pray, listen, obey, repeat. Have a great day, girls. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.